Hello, I'm Mirella. And I'm Zoe. Welcome to the Critical Obsession podcast. It's episode two of Last Twilight. Yes, Last Twilight. Safe house crushes. So should we get watching? I am ready. All right. Well, let's go watch part one then. Part one. So. Yeah, so did you notice the, like, the fairy tale like almost eerie music, piano sound during the disclaimer? It's so funny. <laughs> the things that you notice that I like completely <laughs> just go past me. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I noticed it was music, but I wasn't really paying attention to it, if that makes any sense. It was a bit, a bit unsettling. Oh, okay. But like you know, like like in a fairy tale way, in a fairy tale that starts like with mystery and like you don't know how it ends and it's dangerous and it's like the that is the vibe that it gave me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it started with the door. <laughs> he was at the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually there is a there is a bit of a parallel to that being led into the privilege really isn't there when you you know we i can see that after coming off of dangerous romance and having the rich versus the poor i mean it's imagery that works so yeah yeah it's already it's like it, it has in it has inbuilt conflict already so yeah. i'm really surprised that it's not a live-in position that was my first thing when she was talking about you know you need to be here from this time to this time I was like, wait, he's not moving in. <laughs> I just, I don't know why I had in my mind that he was going to end up living there. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised when, you know, he's not. I mean, it makes sense because it gives him the opportunity to go away and, you know, mm-hmm. like interact with the ex-girlfriend and other people from his, you know, the other parts of his life and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I was surprised because quite often these kinds of jobs are, especially in this early period where he's still like kind of, learning how to deal mm-hmm. so and the whole no father thing I thought that was interesting it's clearly a sore subject um the mother is really good at avoiding questions I love the way she only says uh, the way she says only three of us live here without like giving mm-hmm. any other information mm-hmm. go- she's good he's a bit maybe direct or tactless but he notices stuff he notices the magazine yeah, he's he has he does have attention to detail. Yeah, I think he, yeah he's observant for sure. Yeah, to the things that he thinks are important at least. Yeah, like he can focus and be attentive. Yeah, it's like if he only would that. use the power for good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that she mentioned that that he only eats what I make. That was such a possessive thing to say also kind of protective it's like she has been protecting day but really sheltering him from the world yeah maybe, definitely... maybe yeah maybe even before he lost his vision maybe yeah. it was his her way of treating him or ra- raising him well she's some sort of famous chef or something right so when he was mm-hmm. an athlete she probably gave him a diet that was you know suitable for improving stamina and you know health and all that sort of stuff so um she probably has been looking after him like that for a while be interesting to see if we get like a scene from him where he desperately just like wants a cheeseburger or something you know like all the Thai equivalent of a cheeseburger you know he wants to get out of like just only eating her food or something 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be interesting as well if for some reason something happens and her food is inedible for some reason or whatever and then Mark has to actually cook for Day and Day then asks for whatever he cooks because he likes it or whatever. Like this could be interesting and it would probably piss the mother off like big time. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. I thought it was funny too, like his reaction to how much money he's getting paid. I I did a quick (laughs) little like search and worked out like for me it's like about two and a half thousand dollars which is yeah it's probably about average like for you know somewhat decent wage um for a month Mm -hmm. it's you know maybe a little bit under but not you know it depends on what you earn um it was fifty five thousand uh whatever i can't remember what the tie dollar is right now it's a but yeah uh for you it's like seven thousand ron so what's that like as a wage for you for a month? Is that a good wage or is it below or above or? It's uh, it depends on where you live, but it's above average. Yeah, it's about for for like I guess the major like a lot of people listening maybe US dollars is easier. It's about one thousand five hundred dollars. So I don't know like in comparison whether that's good, but obviously for every for anything no, he's obviously earned it's higher than that's the impression that i got from his reaction and when he was all like hey, i was like oh boy you're going to earn every penny of that <laughs> i feel like he's gonna earn earn it and like need hazard pay as well potentially <laughs> i also liked when um knight asked him if he could make coffee and he was like sure i can and he made him like what is apparently a very bad cop um you think he did that purpose well, I remember someone once said to me, because I don't drink coffee, um, I barely drink tea. I drink, like, fruit teas. But, like, I I really can only make a cup of tea that my mum will drink, and I feel that's because she, like, trained me from birth. But because I don't drink coffee, I, I've always said, you know, like, I make a bad cup of coffee. Um, and someone once said to me, you know, like, do that. If you make someone a bad cup of coffee, they will never ask you for another cup again. So I thought that Mm -hmm. that was kind of like maybe where he was going with this. Or it could just be that, like, he's a working class guy and, a you know, strong black coffee is good coffee, you know, like, it's just because it's quick. It's, you know, it does the trick. It wakes you up. It puts hair on your chest. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that Knight asked him to do that like he already looks at him uh and sees a servant, a servant and it reminded yeah. me it reminded me of Kang's dad when he like was asking Seifa to do all kinds of shit that he was not employed employed to do that was not his responsibility yeah. you know responsibility it's funny because I, I was like is he, not, is he going to say no yeah but then at the same time he does think that they're paying him a lot of money so maybe he thinks like that he needs to do more and yeah. he'll do whatever. And at, at the same time, is is something going to? I feel like there was going, there is going to be a moment when Day tells him off, like this is not his job. Go make your own coffee or something like this. Yeah. I would be not surprised if something like this happens. Well, I'm not, I was expecting the mom to tell I him was that. The, I was just this say is not, that. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. that. I was expecting the mother to say like he's not your servant or it's not your because she pretty much said to him like your only job is to do X Y Z for uh for day so I was expecting mm-hmm. her to stick to that and when she didn't comment on it I thought it was strange so you might be right it might be later on especially once they start having feelings and stuff I I could see day getting pissed if night is like ordering uh more crown like he's uh, just like an average you know um I mean, one of their house servants I think they already have a crash on each other <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm just like I did that thing where I accidentally watched the trailer for the next scene. Oh, what do I tell oh, you? Uh, you always do that. It was an accident. It just you happened. have no restraints, Zoe. <laughs> I have like zero chew. So I guess he never leaves his room. Yeah, I thought it was really. I liked the way they did this scene actually because it was really good because it gave Mog an an uh, a way to basically check out Day's room without being observed. He got to learn these little bits and pieces about him that he maybe wouldn't have noticed. He's using his observant thing again. And what I did notice, and I don't know if you noticed it, is the picture above the bed is the little prince playing badminton. Yes, yes I did. I did. I did. And also, so, some things I wanted to say before we talk about this scene is that the mother is like looking at him disapprovingly, like she doesn't trust him. And I, Knight says he only has the bad guy look. And I'm like, mm, not really. I mean, didn't you like do a background check? Even the dad in Dangerous Romans did. And I cannot believe that I'm bringing him as an example here. Like, like it's something that people sh- should do. But at the same time, I don't know. It's like, I feel like that it's okay to do that if you're asking someone to take care of your child who's, you know, not really capable of taking that care of the- themselves at the moment. So if I find it a bit weird, I feel like she doesn't know that he's been in jail and everything. Yeah. Well, one of the things I used to do as a job is I used to look after people who we would we would term as vulnerable. So here mm-hmm. you have to do to be able to do that job, you actually have to have like a police check. Um because essentially you are you are in control of somebody who is in some way or another not in control of themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um mm-hmm. fully. And so it was really interesting to see that from my perspective as well, because I was a bit like, uh, you do know he's been in prison, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And then I, I, I like the whole... And for like a violent assault too, like with a bottle or some shit, not even just like, you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then I like the scene, I like the hall where he walked down the hall towards Day's room and it was like white and black and kind of reminded me of a chess table because even the floor was like like a chess table and it felt a bit frigid and then he walked in into a day's room and it's like it, it had a completely different vibe it was alive but at the same time it was dark and like his personality it, it represented his personality so well it's like the room was alive yeah it was interesting. It's interesting that you word it that way because I thought the same thing. It felt his room felt very like muted and dark, but like still warm. Yeah, like the coloring should have really made it feel cold, but it didn't feel mm-hmm. like that at all. Maybe it was because of all the stuff everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I I loved how yes, I said I love how we got this scene with him walking around, and yes, of course, the picture above the bed, which is a little prince, and I knew but straight also- away because of the the yellow scarf. Yeah you know yeah 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 yeah. and I'm like okay so the question we put this question out to you guys as well um we talked about it ourselves and the question of who the little prince is in this show is up for debate but Mm -hmm. clearly day at some point associated thought he was was the little prince or at least he used to Um, well what I think is that I think maybe they will become the other, like the fox for each other, like they will teach each other stuff because they both need 
they will both change this is something that will happen in the story and Mm. this this is like they relate they are alike Mm. You see how Mork relates to today. We got the scene where he thought of his issues and he was like, okay, I can understand this. And I feel like they can both have, they, they both have characteristics of the little prince. And if they help each other, then it means that they both are the, the folks for each other, teaching mm. each other lessons. I Actually, just... the bit that you just mentioned there, I thought was a really interesting scene because um, the way they filmed that, you had him... They, they had him, like, remembering the moment, like, mm-hmm. with the ankle bracelet and everything and, I guess, like, the shame that that invoked. And mm-hmm. so he empathised with him in that moment. Yeah, exactly. he, he understood. He understood the feeling. Yeah. But then when they showed him, like, pull down his pant leg, even though it's been removed, like, now he's sympathising with him because, like, it's, like, for him, even though it's gone, like, the stain is still there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was – I also... really liked the way they did that. Yeah, attention to detail. They're very mm-hmm. good. And then him looking at Day while he sleeps and smiling. I know, like, what was smiling? that? I mean, I, I What's did with this tenderness? <laughs> I did wonder if the smile was like, you know, along the lines of, you know how when you when you have been looking after, uh, I, well, I used to look after like little kids all the time. And um, I remember like, you, you know, one baby I looked after had like, uh, colic and then another one like they were like siblings and the other one had like was teething and so all they did like was cry like for hours and hours and hours and they eventually went to sleep and like why they were crying I was like and then when they were asleep they were like these perfect little angels (laughs) you know when I found myself standing there staring at them with a stupid grin on my face like oh my god they're so adorable like and I was like seriously um and I kind of I can't help but think that a little bit of that was him being like, oh, look, isn't he sweet when he's unconscious? <laughs> it's like, why he's quiet and not saying anything? He's really cute. Was it's like... hilarious that we had this moment. It's just so funny. And also, I love, I freaking love, like, this is the umbrella. This The aquarium is the umbrella of this series because day is the fish in the aquarium. The water is dirty. He's alone in there. The aquarium is the room. The aquarium is his medium, is his no. like life that everyone has been watching him as a fish. Like the fish is watched and he was a celebrity and now everyone can watch him like be something different, you know, be mm. blocked in this aquarium and like but yeah, I it's see. such I have... a good decision to have the aquarium there. Yeah, it's very interesting actually because you talking about that had made me think of something, but I'll just like I'll sit on it for a while. Um, what I and of course say... Mark is going to clean the water in the aquarium because it's no, dirty. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but it, it's interesting because he if you if you're relating it to day in his environment, he has mm-hmm. no control. Like he he can't clear things up for himself. He can't yeah. control that. So it's interesting that it's going to be the same person doing both things. But um, the other thing I liked is when he was looking at the different things, you know, like he looked briefly at the rackets and the trophies and that, but he kind of paused at the picture, like the baby picture. Well, I say baby, mm-hmm. but it was probably more like a toddler picture of day at the beach. And I know mm-hmm. like from the trailer and that we've had scenes of them, like we have scenes of them later on where they're at the beach and all that sort of stuff. And I had mm-hmm. to wonder if like, if there's a dark point, what, like if the reason maybe like um, Mork will take him 
to the ocean because he remembers this was like a happy memory and so Mm -hmm. he takes him there so I'm curious to see if that pans out here's me I'm like laying out it I'm laying out a possibility right now I'm 100% sure this will happen (laughs) and also the the plant moment that the plant is dead it's not growing anywhere it's not taken care of metaphorical and everything like and the self-esteem bible what the self-esteem bible is doing there Mm. especially like was he using this because someone said like the counseling guy said he he have a lot of confidence but he didn't i guess he didn't i guess he was anxious i guess he was anxious to lose everything he knew yeah he knew beforehand remember that he was going to go blind so maybe Mm. that was a matter of him like trying to work out how to bluff you know, while he had to, because he obviously wasn't wasn't willing to let anyone know, like that something like was happening. We just need to see if we get any backplay on that. You know, like if we get to see any back scenes from, mm-hmm. you know, the accident when he first found out, like leading up to playing that game where he went fully, or well, not fully, but like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot more blind. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. he had had, if there had been a conversation like with his mom or whatever, where she said, you know, like maybe you should retire, perhaps we should tell people, like these sorts of things, <laughs> and him being like adamant that, like, no, and it could be partly because he was hoping that it just wouldn't get that to that stage, or also just, you know, he didn't, as, as um, the counselor said once again, he didn't want to be seen differently, and so to compensate for that, he was studying up on how to how to be more confident or how to retain the confidence that he'd previously had you know we can um, we can get this as flashbacks if he starts opening up to work and starts telling him yeah stuff. yeah probably I love you know i really love the scene where mark examines the room like i think we spent quite a bit of time there and he mm. goes around and everything but i was so engaged i could not feel time i was mm. so curious like just 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 as curious as he was probably yeah but i was also watching his reaction like it's really good. I, I also like. I, I also thought it was really interesting, though, as well. It was like he's there. Oh, and it's really- also it's another long take of him. Like the long take, it's not very long, but it's kind of like you observe that it's a bit unusual. Just as the one where from the previous episode when he, you know, gets out of the house and walks away. Yeah. When you know, and the camera is focused on his face, and we see how he actually decides to go back and try to work for these people. Mm. And so this scene reminded me of that one. Like, there's something about it that I really, really like, and I could, yeah. can't put my finger on it. Well, I I had two things that I noticed. The first thing was all of the books around the place when he first went in. You know, like you mentioned yeah. the confidence book that was on top of a pile of books on the desk, but all stacked around the I'm place. Sorry. There were books everywhere, mm-hmm. and it looks. Yeah. I mean it looks very similar to the room I'm in right now. <laughs> and if you're a reader, then you tend to have piles of books everywhere. Um, and so I just thought it was really interesting. And I thought, you know, like, I feel like for me personally, I feel like if I was to lose my sight, that was one of the things that I would ho- hate the most about it is not being able to read. And I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I know there's ways to do it. There's Braille books, there's audio books. There's all these great things you can do these days. And I, I don't mind listening to books on tape and things like that. I like, I, I love it, but I feel like there's just something about reading it yourself, you know? And it's like, it's the difference between an ebook and like a paperback or something. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you get lost. You get lost in yeah. this. Like you don't understand where you are. Like audiobooks don't, like if you listen to an audiobook, you can also do something with your hands. You can move around. 
like yeah, there's two planes where you exist like yeah and but if you read a book that's in your like in your hands yeah and you read it you're you it needs your complete focus your all of your attention and you well, just I mean, get lost the lost in this can, world i can think you can do that with an ebook too i mean if you've got all your notifications turned off of yeah course. a book yeah I, I, I know that i didn't mean I, the you know no, paper no, no, but I, I feel like know. there's in something intrinsically mm-hmm. different though between an ebook and a paperback i just yeah. thought it was interesting that he is in this position where out of all of the things that we're seeing visually in his room besides the rackets and stuff like that because obviously that's like a huge part of like who he was before this is showing something else of like that he is not ready to let go of because he you know it they're, they're everywhere still and in so much so that like they were like as I said for somebody you know, yeah, it's his environment, so he knows where thing is if no one comes in behind him and, like, moves things around or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. there was a couple of piles, like, towards the end of the desk and that were balancing very precariously and stuff like that would be very – you would have to only just sort of knock them and they would come tumbling down sort of thing, um, which – Also, which... besides this, besides this, the fact that he has so many books is interesting because he was an athlete, which means he spent most of his time training. Yeah. And how much how much time do you have for everything else? Like this basically means if he loved books and spent so much time on books as well, he did not really have a life outside of all this. He did not. No. He probably didn't have friends. He probably didn't like experience a lot of things. Yeah. He probably just had like his teammate and coaches and things like that. And then like the rest yeah. of the time, yeah, he his really- life. Yeah, his life was the sport, and then he experienced other lives other things through books yeah and it's interesting as well that like they're talking about him being locked up in his room and everything and not coming out but it makes it 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 poses the question as to whether or not before he really left the house if it wasn't for sports related stuff did he ever Mm -hmm. really do anything else but yeah Yeah. so the other thing I I I thought was interesting about this whole scene and everything was we had uh more basically get there get the download of like what his job entails he takes the food there he has a bit of a look around um and then we know he cleans the room um and then basically he's he's like he's like finished and he's got enough time to like have a cigarette and like have a chat on the phone like he's at this point he's like this is a cruisy job you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. But it's so funny. I loved when he was talking to the ex-girlfriend about about Day's room and he's like, the line was, I was afraid animals would use it as a lair. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's funny that Day reacted quite calm to that. Like he was like, mm. it's like he didn't really care enough to tell him what was wrong to spend some time to express his frustration or something. He just like, asked him calmly to go away yeah and more kind of hates hates the fact that there was no reaction and the fact that it wasn't appreciated like he fixated on that and it's so funny well I he mean, wanted that reaction he wanted yeah. that communication obviously there's going to be like he you know um days day is assuming that he's not going to stick around it's not going to last it's not it's not worth his trouble trying to educate yeah, this guy exactly, because exactly he's going to be gone anyway like I feel like he thinks he's going to give up and the funny thing is is the fact that the counselor pretty much says that he's like betting that he's going to be done soon is like it's like 
it, it just gives him that much more like encouragement to stick around, which is yeah. probably yeah. you know why he actually said that to him, like personality wise. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, a yeah. you know, a red flag sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Adair, that's right. And you see it, like, he kind of smiles, like, because he's like, yeah, like, you're going to lose that bet sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But the other bit I loved as well is when he was talking to the ex-girlfriend and he says to her um, about, like, they're talking about, you know, how they ended up dating and everything. He goes, you know, eventually you got soft on me, he will too. And it's just like, (laughs) are you listening to yourself? Like, the comparison between the two? Like, they're having the same reaction. I'm like, you are hearing yourself right now, Rock, right? You are standing over his bed and like smiling. So maybe smiling his tenderness. <laughs> I love Namtan's character already. Yeah, I don't remember her name, but I love her. I I hope we see more of her in the series. I think she's meant to be in it quite a bit mm-hmm. because she's she's going to have her own stuff. Yeah, and she's his sounding board as well. You know, so and also the counselor comes. <laughs> I like the counselor character too. Yeah, like it's undeniable. He is very charming and like he's smart. Like he's like another voice of reason in this series right now. Mm-hmm. The voice of like he's the maybe he is the person who, for us, for the viewers, uh, brings provides this information that we don't know of. Mm-mm. Like we need in order to understand the character better, especially yeah. if you don't really have a lot of knowledge regarding how people with mm-hmm. vision issues uh, navigate the world. Because I don't. Yeah. I don't know anyone. And so he provides this information, but he's also like the voice of reason in, mm. in the series. He manipulated Mark a little bit by telling him that he they bet on him leaving yeah so he did something i think as as he said to today this is the first time you've like talked to me like this about somebody like so he knows that this guy is interested yeah Mm -hmm. and he and it's it's a positive like interaction that he himself has just had with with day so he's like okay already Mm -hmm. he's like riled him up enough to like have this improvement on him like what could happen next kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's like he's he sees him as a positive influence. So of course he's gonna try. And he got that. interested. I guess up until now he was kind of dead. He said it himself. He was a dead man, and dead people. If you're dead inside, like you don't really get interested and curious about people and excited about them positively yeah. or negatively. But clearly he is curious about this guy and about the stuff that he does. Mm-mm. I also thought the scene where they closed, uh, he closed the door <laughs> into Mark's face, hilarious because oh, he kind it was of. So, he's like, "Do you want something to eat?" No, it's doors straight in the face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I think he thought he was special. He thought Jay thought he was special or something because they had this whole thing with the book and the connection and everything. But they pushes him away right now because he's like, "Ah, eh, no." I think it's funny though as well because it's like this this moment when the counselor sort of says to him you know you have this is the first time you've sort of like you know had this reaction mm-hmm. he's like wait what no and he's like wait hang on and they said so now he's mm-hmm. thinking so now he's going to be evaluating how he is mm-hmm. and how he feels mm-hmm. and how he thinks about Mork so I love that moment as well I loved his reaction I love that 
like as acting. Yeah, as he acting just looks, thing, he yeah. looks so confused and he's just like, what? No, really? Like, really? Like, no, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it's going to be and interesting see- now to see him like after their and interactions and that to, to see his like mind turning over about like how he feels about it and stuff. Yeah, him analyzing his feelings and everything. Yeah. And it's the line, it's not easy to not easy to spend time with someone with no visual impairment. Well, because they don't, you can't really understand. I mean, like you said, you don't know much about how to navigate that world. I've worked in the industry. I know, like I, I've worked with people with vision impairment and stuff like that. And I know, like I can, I can understand how scary it must be and things like that. You know, like I had clients who, like like they in their own environment can mm-hmm. can function really really well but mm-hmm. like trying to advocate for them to get like more funding for care and things like that for when they leave the house is sometimes really hard to make people understand because as soon as they they leave the safety of their environment they're they are even if they have you know like 75 percent you know vision or 65 or whatever it's like they're completely blind suddenly because everything is like unfamiliar, dangerous, scary. Like you just, there's too many obstacles. There's too many, you know, things that we all take for, for, um, for granted. They just can't navigate. And it's, it's really scary and it's a lot of work. I did just want to say something else and I've completely forgot. Oh, the bit about the smoking. I did just want to mention this. How like when he came in after the cigarette, how Day was like, you stink like cigarettes. I wonder if he's going to end up quitting. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Because of like course. You know, your sense, your other senses are so heightened and if it bothers him, like it's going to, it's like not going to get better. It's going to get worse. So especially if they, as they start to get closer. Part <laughs> two. It's so funny because, like, literally you were just talking about the aquarium and then there's all this, like, aquarium stuff. I was just, you know, what I thought was funny is how you predicted there was going to be a beach scene and it literally started with a scene with them on the fucking beach. Oh, the the little, like, weird, like, little romantic bits they keep putting in before Uh the start. uh Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew, I knew that they like did that because they show you that in the trailer that they that they go there. But well, I wonder I knew, if I, <laughs> I wonder if it's triggered, like when it comes up in the story, if it's triggered because like he's having a bad day or you know what I mean, like he's struggling, mm-hmm. so he takes him there for that reason. Um, mm-hmm. what I was gonna say was the bit where jumping a bit ahead, but the bit where he. Um, is talk where they're talking about the fish in the tank and that, and he says how it must be lonely, and he says, "Oh, yeah. goldfish have a really short memory. Like, don't you know anything?" And he sort of just looks at him. So you're like, you know, he's like, he was talking. It's like, dude, he was talking about you. <laughs> it's like he wasn't talking about the fish. He him waiting by the door. Him doing the I'm here. He thinks it's so funny. The like way- he was. Play. Yeah. he wants to help he wants to be there yeah the way he watches him though like when you know he knows he can't sort of see him is mm-hmm. like it's really it's interesting because it, it must be kind of freeing you know to be able to do that to observe somebody in such a mm-hmm. way especially you know if there's a feeling there or something you can I mean like how how often do, do we as people if we're attracted to somebody or like whatever 
you know, you first meet somebody or something and maybe you're just curious about them or whatever. It's like human nature. Sometimes we can't help but stare or like whatever. We try and restrain like, ourselves. Because... He's stalking him but up close because he has that opportunity. Yeah, up he's close like, he doesn't have to worry about the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, he might get caught out. You know, it's funny. Like, uh, during that scene where he goes away from the house and, and in episode one when he decides to go back and, you know, agree to the job, the flashbacks uh, are, a lot of them are related to the car and it's kind of like he, in a way, in, a, in, in some way, he decides to do that because he wants to win back the car. He wants to buy the car to pay for the car, you know? Mm. But this is not how a person who only does this for the money behaves he cares he wants to do something he wants to make a change i think also though like it's this is gonna sound it's not quite the way i i want to word it but it's the only way i can think of it at this point in time it's kind of a novelty as well like he's having fun like it's interesting mm-hmm. to him so mm-hmm. watching watching day's reactions and all the rest of it it's like it's he's enjoying himself um mm-hmm. Which is part of, like, obviously when, when feelings are starting or, like, whatever, appreciation anyway. Because yeah. he's, he's having this, like, you know, this fun with, like, yeah. seeing what reaction he's going to get and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed as well there's a refrigerator just outside the bedroom door. So, like, probably that's where there's, like, stuff in case he wants something in the middle of the night or, like, cold drinks mm-hmm. or, like, whatever, which is they interesting. And he was listening to Little Prince again. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. So once again, he's listening to it. And also the part in the story is like, you know, saying about, it's so funny because it's like literally mirroring kind of like the bit outside the door where, where Mork was waiting for him, where it was like, you know, I'll just sit close to you and like look at you out the corner of my eye. And then if you're okay with that, if you're comfortable with that, then each day I'll move a little bit closer. Um, and it was so funny. And it's just like, it's it's kind of exactly what was happening, um, and I knew he would have to call him. And then the way he's the way Mark like sniffed himself because he remembered the cigarette comment. So he's yeah. yeah. So he's paying attention and he cares. Like as you said, he cares that he doesn't want to make him uncomfortable or you know anything like that. I mean, technically that's part of his job as well. But he's it's, he's conscious of that, which is he's a, he's a nice guy like Mork is a nice guy that's basically what it's boiling down for me is at this point in time yes. where there's no acknowledgement of feelings or whatever he's just um he's a good enough, person yeah cares enough not to want to make him uncomfortable or whatever so I love that his solution is like I'll just take my shirt off because he can't see me <laughs> so it doesn't matter right <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and then instead we get like a, a feel up of the I'm just, I'm trying to work out the, the logistics of it. Right? Right, booby? Was it the right booby? Yeah, it's the left one. Left booby. Um, uh-huh. What I really loved is how, like, is how, like, Day kind of touched it and then, like, stopped and was like, am I looking at it? Is that a nipple? And then, like, went back for another touch. before. And then he's like, did you take your shirt off? Like, I love that he took the opportunity to, like, go in for another go. <laughs> It's like if he had re- if he had raised both hands and was like, "What's happening here?" I would have been like, "Day, really?" <laughs> it felt like he was being very, uh, you know, advantageous of it. But, um, yeah, and then of course, obviously, the fish tank. I also thought how interesting uh, 
just like he has this 10 seconds right mm-hmm. uh, when he can see oh, more yes. clearly during the day right mm-hmm. and what I thought was interesting is that right now he spends this 10 seconds to look at the fish and if the fish is himself is a representation of himself it's like he spends his this his moments of clarity to actually focus more on himself and not not really look anywhere else like he just drowns in his own existence in a way in his own mm. it gets him even more isolated it's like looking when you use a camera to film the uh, mirror and it's just like in this infinite reflections you know yeah and it's like he doesn't spend his 10 seconds to look at I don't know it's not I'm saying that it's bad to look at a fish but if no, the fish is a representation not, of not himself using it to look at the rest of the world or to try experiencing th- new things or things for the yeah, last it's time like, or yeah it's like he's isolating it's like he's stagnating himself even more yeah and I'm going to love the moment when he decides that his 10 seconds he I, I bet he's going to use his 10 seconds to look at work oh, of course <laughs> now this is a moment where I'm like yes of course of course it's gonna happen <laughs> I'm in completely agreement um yeah I definitely feel that that's gonna happen um I feel like I love how he's like if the fish dies you're fired <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then he's like okay well you have to help me like why would I do that I'm like because it's your fish you know um I did like that I feel like he's gonna yeah. slowly he's gonna make him you know leave the room make him do stuff yeah. yeah make him be active make him try new things make him look somewhere else I feel like and there's a movie funnily enough right now he uses the fish yeah. To make him do that. Like, I feel like yeah. there's a movie I've seen or a book I've read or a TV show I've seen or something with maybe not 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 um this kind of setup, but like something happens and the person is like one person is trying to get the other person to do something and and like you know, person A is trying to get person B to do something. Person B is always going, I can't do it, I can't do it, or I can't mm-hmm. do this, or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly something happens. And they're doing it and, like, person A is like, well, you're doing it. And then person B is like, oh, you know, I feel like we're going to have that kind of realisation as well where he's just like, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's like yeah. baby steps. It'll be like getting him out of the bedroom into the house is, and then out of the house. Blackmailing, the blackmailing him, forcing him in a very gentle way, but still. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like he's going to use all of the weapons in his arsenal and if they're if they're un- slightly underhanded but for the right reason then I feel like he's he's going to be okay with that. Yeah. So, all right. Should we go Let's on go. to part 3? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, part 3. Yeah, it's so funny because we talk about something and then they literally do it in the next part of the scene and it's just so amusing to me. You know, I did not expect more freaking out like this to happen so early in the series i it's funny i when he wouldn't open the door and then he put the earphones in i was like hmm when he did Hmm. that walking away scene i was reminded 
of what you were talking about before, like this, the walking away from the house scene and how he like reflected. And I was like, Oh my God, he's going to freak out. And yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm, yes, I wonder, I, did, I didn't pay attention. Did they do a warning at the beginning of this episode? I feel like they should have well, warned they always, people. They always do. I mean, they always do warn, but I don't know what exactly, I don't remember no, what exactly I, they say, because I don't read what they say there. No, but like, I know, like, with, like, uh, like... They say, most... like, the, the things that happen here are not uh, encouraging you to do the things that, you know... No, but, I mean, with, like, like most, like, Western dramas, for example, if they show a scene like that, they would warn to, like, as, like, it, it could be a trigger or, like, whatever. I don't think they mm-hmm. did, which um, people might have problems with. Um, it didn't bother me, personally, but maybe if you haven't... if you, I don't know why you would listen to this... <laughs> before watching the episode but if you haven't watched the episode there is a scene that like proceed with caution um because it might bother people but yeah I I was like wow he's gonna freak out and he did and yeah so they start outside they're outside he's cleaning the fish tank and And I'm like he got him out he didn't even just get him out of the room he got him into the front yard I was like wow high five nice work yeah, but you know, big steps and like if you, it's not, you know, small steps, it's like a big, big step and then it's just yeah. like. Too much, too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the jasmine blooming and him giving him the flower, that was really, really cute. Yeah. And the, don't you want to know what I look like? And he's just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny though, because there was this moment where you once again, you know, like I said, it would be interesting to see him because you'll be able to see now like his brain ticking over, like he's thinking about it, about like his reaction to him and you could see it, I reckon, in that moment. And then he's just like, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I also love how like Mork is calling him Nong and I just thought how funny it would be if it actually turns out that like Day is actually older than him. That's possible. Yeah. And it's interesting because he's calling Night P, So, which, but I think... I think in Thailand they do do that, like even um, although they refer to they do refer to Day as uh, Knight's younger brother. So there's definitely a difference in there. But I wouldn't have thought that Knight's meant to be older than Mork. But I think in Thailand, besides older, also if you're not sure and like respect wise, someone who's above you in status, like you can also call them P. I believe. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that, that that was interesting. But the bee on the couch was so cute. But also, aren't you bored of your mom's food? Like they're setting this up. Yeah, yeah, we were talking so about it. Yeah, yeah, other food. And then when they were watching the movie, like you're not, I don't, I'm not scared. And then he's totally leaning into Mark when he gets scared. Yeah, I know it was so cute. It was kind of like borderline when when um Mork was like teasing him back it was like a board because he noticed as well like he looked down like at the way he was leaning on him and that so mm-hmm. it was like borderline flirty almost yeah, yeah, it, yeah, just, it just went so like horribly wrong so quickly but also made him listen listen to the movie and ask him haven't you tried this before and he was like oh you know I haven't yeah like, he it hadn't, hadn't for a moment and he like, might still enjoy it yeah, and that he has some new things to try. Yeah, uh, that's there's, right. There are things that can could be, bring him pleasure that he has, hasn't tried yet. 
Yeah. It's interesting too that like when um, Knight and the friends turn up, how they're talking about, you know, oh, you're back from the States. Where have you been? What state you yeah. and all this sort of stuff. It's like whose story is that? Is this a story that like they put out in general because – um, Day didn't want anyone to know, or is this Knights didn't want his friends to know that his brother was like, you know, um, at this issue? Like, curious, but I feel like it could come from either one of them because Day doesn't want to be seen like this, he doesn't want to be seen by the world. Mm-mm. And Knight, Knight, probably, I don't know about Knight, yeah, it's interesting because he didn't really like he was startled and everything but he didn't really start freaking out until they started asking him questions that he couldn't really answer so mm-hmm. i'm yeah i will be curious to see if we find like out whose narrative that is um but yeah like and i love the bit when um, no but when he gets in gets inside the house and he's like why are you done here down here and i'm like shut the fuck up no it's why know, he's down here uh, it's his house. He lives here. Um, Why you don't like, hear? Like you shut up. Yeah. And then you know when they started walking, I was like, oh no, this is bad. And then they started talking about the states, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> and just and also when he runs away, Knight asks Mock to go check on him. It's like he tries to distance himself and pretend that day doesn't really exist. Well, it's, like, that- it's like he accepted that narrative that he's in the States and he feels more comfortable with the idea that his brother is in the States than with the fact that he's blind. Like he tries, like he's ignoring, I don't know how to. Yeah, they're, really- both, they're both in denial, him and his brother, mm-hmm. essentially. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's interesting too, because I feel like more could have done it anyway. Like, and it's not, it's not as, as but by this point, I feel like, you know, all the other acts, of service have been because that's what he's employed to do um and i feel like in these these moments like when he starts freaking and all the rest of it and he's like trying to you know like he's saying i'm like here and all the rest of it like he it's it's just pure instinct and like concern Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah, i feel like he would have gone anyway you know what i mean it's like that's his instinct to do that Um, but the fact that i thought you know it was interesting that you know he had this reaction and it was like an instinct reaction, but it certainly shows that he's not okay. He's, yeah, well, that, that's right. He's not, He he's traumatized. He has like PTSD about this because yeah. like it, that was his immediate jump reaction was not, oh, this like guy is like, you know, upset and just ignoring me and being a dick. He's like, you know, he what if he hurts himself and I think also he's already he already cares about him so like he's putting him in the place of you know someone yeah like because he says to him you know like you like you've got a house you've got a family who cares about you you've got all these things none of which he has and you know Day's not wrong to say it's not the same because it's not at all the same but it's at the same time as well he has no idea what's what Mork's history is and what where he is when um, he responds, we- I'm like, I look at, I'm looking at Mark, and I'm like, you sympathize with him, but he doesn't sympathize with you. He doesn't see you, and not, not really like see because he has no vision. But he doesn't see him as a person yet. He is no. so focused on himself. He yeah. cannot focus he's on blind. anyone else right yeah, now. He's, he's literally blind to. Yeah. 
he's literally and figuratively as well. Because yeah. he, he doesn't, but he hasn't he's tried either. He's focusing on the fish. He's only focusing on the fish, on himself. Yeah. That's all yeah. that he cares, like, not cares about, that. that's all he, that, what he can and, can care about right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like his daily task, one foot in front of the other, and that's it. Anything else, and it's too, too complicated. And I yeah. feel like, yeah, he hasn't bothered to get to know Mork. So he, he's not going to know, and he's not going to understand. And it's just like he would never be able to understand how Mork feels. Like, you know, he has no parents. He His sister killed herself. You know, like, it's just he's just not ever going to be able to understand what that's like either. They're both in very Mm -hmm. unique positions. That's uh, they're both things that a lot of people are never going to know what that feels like. And, you know, we can, you can, we can like understand it's painful and that it's hard to manage and how to get over and hard to traumatizing and like all the rest of it for both situations. But unless something like that's happened to you, you can't sympathize with it. You don't, you, you can never truly know exactly what that's like um and so while they won't be able to understand necessarily uh sorry not understand they won't like be able to feel that themselves like each other they'll they they'll know that there's something that they both have that's like so um you know uh soul destroying i guess that it's it, it it's going to like um uh balance them out a little bit but i just keep yeah, talking I, about the mirror a mirror is there the mirror yeah is i there, love that so. that's a really clever scene right there this is this is the thing that i think i'm enjoying with these newer uh and i mean i i don't know maybe i'm not really paid much attention in the older things that uh the different companies are putting out but gmm in particular uh mm-hmm. a lot of their newer stuff like this is this is very clever like mm-hmm. a lot of thought is put into the, these details yeah the way that they've taken this shot like him literally saying mm-hmm. you know you've got no understand idea to, to you know you can't understand what it's like to look in the mirror and not recognize yourself and have the focus be of him in the mirror like his reflection in the mirror which he can't see not see i think yeah. just he said something like not see the old you yeah which is actually interesting that he said it like that i actually want to go back and and see, because he said, not able to see the world you. Mm. To and look in the mirror and can't see your old self. He doesn't, he's not even talking about seeing himself. He wants to see his old self. He cannot yeah. accept this new self. This is what he said, to look in the mirror and can't see your old self. Well, that's I mean, that's he's there the in the mirror, but it's, it's not the person that he knows. And no. we can see the new person, but he doesn't want to look. I mean, he can't. He can't accept that new new person, yeah. his new self. Yeah, and this is the thing: is he can't see it anyway. But even if he could, it's not what it's not what he wants to see. So why bother looking? Um, yeah. but and just yeah, like the when when Mork started to freak out, I was just like, wow. I feel like once again it was done really really well. I thought Jimmy did an excellent job of this. I kind of I I was like with him the whole way. Um, yep. like he totally pulled me in in this. Especially and, when, when the camera is on him. Like, he's nailing yeah. this scene where the camera is focused on him like that. Oh, for sure. So and, well. I'm just, and and the fact that, like, he is, like, we're getting these flashbacks. And obviously, he wasn't there. He was in he was in jail that night. Mm-hmm. So he he wasn't a part of that. But obviously, she has told him told about him. what she yeah. found. Yeah. And so enough so that he can picture in his mind. And now he's picturing it happening again. 
mm-hmm. to someone he cares about. You know what I mean? And so this time he can't walk away. This time he can't ignore it. This time he has to, you know, do something yeah. about it. And then, oops, he sees him naked. <laughs> um, and um, but I love which for Day like, is like it's like someone taking care, of, uh, taking advantage of his vulnerability. Him, yeah. Seeing him naked like this, yeah, and making him feel even worse. That's right, and it's not even like it's not even a consideration for Mork in this like he's like upset that he's he's seen him in this way because that was not his intention but even then once he gets past that he's like his first instinct is to check him for injuries like he's like are you okay like you know like he's still scared like he's scared out of his mind um only to basically get fired and it's just like wow um I, i'm really curious to watch the last part of this episode because i want to know like how he goes from this because this feeling that he's had this fear and this like trauma that's that, that's been invoked by you know the memory of his sister and having this sort of situation and as i i, I remember saying like when we reacted to last week's episode that i felt like if day was to disappear or go off on his own or something that this would be this would be something that would happen and as you said Mm. i wasn't expecting it to happen in episode two either but i'm not surprised it happened here um Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is definitely not the last time we're going to see this it'd be interesting to know whether or not the next time it happens whether day knows this history that mork has Mm -hmm. because i feel like i'm gonna get really mad at him if he if he knows and he still mm-hmm. behaves in a way that he knows is going to potentially trigger this trauma because it's That's... it's it'd be a bit selfish yeah so i'm 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 really curious to know what's going to happen next so let's go let's, let's go watch the next bit all right part four part four wow like the instant regret at the beginning of part four um the yeah. story in the background if you come back at the same time every day so this means that day is the fox in this situation no the fox is the one who's talking in this the fox the fox is the one who comes who he goes to visit so the the fox says to the little prince if you come back at the same time every day to visit me then the hour yeah. before so he is the fox like night, uh, I mean, Mock had to come and kind of like tame him and come closer and try to come closer and closer. Day is the fox in this situation. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't interpret this moment in regards to who was, who was the little prince and the fox. I thought the 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 the, the important interpretation is what it's the, the lesson that he's being taught by this by what's being said which is oh come on important interpretation you made a poll about this <laughs> no, no, you need I to mean, like, talk about this, this. he's the fuck like, i just mean like in this point in time look stop <laughs> calling me out all right i believe that like the lesson that's being like it. <laughs> I'm like you're not too far for me to come and like poke you. Um, I will. I have a passport. <laughs> I can do it. Come here. Um, I'm waiting. <laughs> you're like threatening, threaten me with something I have like sweets. yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll supply the treats. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like the the main lesson that we're, he's le- he's learning from what's being the narrative that's being told here, though, is that like it's this it's, it's this fine. realization that you know the same time every day if you get used to something the hour before that that expectation that something good is going to happen like mm-hmm. makes makes that part of the day more joyful and so he's woken up and there's no mork yeah he's there every day with the breakfast and they're waking him up and suddenly it's like it's super bright in the room when he wakes up like the the it's like so bright and it's the brightest that room has ever been and yet mm-hmm. it's the darkest it's ever been if that makes any sense. It's not, yeah, it's not cozy anymore. It's like something is missing. It's like part yeah. of him is missing. And yeah. um, the other they thing... Mean, the, but the part that made it so alive and so interesting, the room. Yeah. Somehow and is missing now that the... Yeah? The thing that really I was, I'm fascinated about, and now I'm not sure it was on purpose, but I'm going to mention it anyway. I'm curious to see what happens in future flashbacks. So we got this immediate sort of flashback here of his memory um, and this scene's so interesting because there's this echo effect on it. Did you have that? What do you mean? What, what flashbacks do you mean? So when he's remembering, like, um, when he wakes up and he's remembering, like, the kind of what happened before. Mm-hmm. And there was, did you, like, was it just my recording of it? I don't know. There's, like, an echo filter. Okay. <laughs> I don't now, remember. Now I'm, like, <laughs> now I'm, like, was it just me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, it's for, seriously for real. Okay. Oh, anyway, in mine, on my recording of it, like, this is not going to make any sense if no one else heard it except for me. But like I just don't remember what flashbacks. There were flashbacks? Yeah, there was a bunch of flashbacks in this episode. <laughs> How do you not remember the flashbacks? Okay. There are flashbacks. I feel like I wanna say, let's just stop and go and watch the flashbacks. So I so I know that I'm not the only person imagining this. Let me let me find out where they were. I think we should I need oh, I need to no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it myself. It's fine. Here, no, oh, but I don't want to him talking to, to the counselor. You mean because this is the only one I can see, yeah, yeah. So, I don't want to talk, I don't want to spend 10 minutes talking about it an echo filter if it wasn't really there. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay, all right. So, at yeah, like at like one minute, like say 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to know what I look like? Okay, yes, uh huh, I see it. so it it echoes right i don't know (laughs) i guess it does i mean so so well that's really interesting because like when you have a normal flashback in a drama there's no echo like that it depends like the sound sound it sounds like it's in stereo Mm. maybe it's just mine no, I don't think so. Maybe there is. It, you know, it depends because sometimes they use this effect. I've like, never heard this before, like used by like GMM in something like this, like ever. I don't know about GMM, but I did hear echoes in flashbacks when it's like something that you want to have back, like when it's oh, about yeah, a person yeah, who died I mean, or when it's I, something like. Yeah, I mean, like, for them, because, 
Yeah, I mean, for GMM, I've never sit, heard them do anything like this yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. it's on purpose, I'm like, it's really, really interesting because you have this whole, like, um, thing, you know, with sensory stuff. Like, when you lose one sense, other senses get more important. The echo is, like, because it's, it's like, like the memory is slipping away yeah. from you. Yeah, but also, like, a yeah, like a, an echo from the past. Like, just the whole – there's, like, a bunch of reasons why it's really interesting. But mm-hmm. then they did um, – they showed – day having a flashback of um not sorry day so they had mork having a flashback of something i can't remember what it was now and he's also had the echo so now i don't know if it's just a mistake in the editing or whether it's like just something this is this is how they represent flashbacks in this series. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I we'll find out. <laughs> Tune yeah. in next week to see if there were echoes in the flashbacks. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, if they're doing it on purpose, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, and then we had Day downstairs on his own. Yeah. Right? And like going through the DVDs, which I thought was really cute. It's like it's he's already comfortable with this. He already knows. He's familiar with this. Well, like, I mean, it's it's like that thing, you know, like this, you know. Although it was scary and there was drama, and like when he yeah. woke up and he re- he realized like what he'd done, like he he had these memories, you know, and he realized like basically what a stupid dick he'd been. He was like massive regret, and he's like this, mm-hmm. you know, the sky didn't fall, the world didn't end, like. Yeah. Now this is also his comfort zone. His comfort yeah. zone is bigger now. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, it was embarrassing. But like in the grand scheme of things, I kind of fucked it up and now I'm alone again. Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. what happened with those people who aren't his friends is not like the worst thing that happened last night sort of thing. Um, the worst thing is that he fired Mork. So, and then we had poor, uh, I don't know how to say it, pronounce her name, Pujai? Pujai? Yeah. Ooh, um, her, her name, I don't know her. Uh, I'm going to look her up because I want to remember her name. But I loved, I love, love, loved the like fish slippers that he gave him. Oh, did you notice they had a band aid? Yeah, they had like the fish had a band aid. Yeah, but I I just loved them as well because they're so cute. Like, this is going to be merch for GMM. (laughs) Last Twilight are these slippers, probably. And I would be sorely, I would would be like a little bit tempted to buy these because they look super friggin' comfortable. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you're not breaking any toes or stubbing any toes wearing those, which is Mm -hmm. like, it's such a sweet consideration. And then once again, we had the flashbacks again and we had the echo again. So as I said, I'm not sure if it's on purpose or not, but I just loved all of that. Um, I thought when she appeared there at first, I thought they're going to do this thing where she's going to tell him, like, this is why he reacted like that or something like this. <laughs> but I actually love the fact that they did not go there. Yeah, I, I must admit, I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why. I, I feel like he'll find out later. Like, I don't think, I think, it's too soon. Um, I love the fact that he decided to get him back, not because of this, but just because he thought it was it felt right for him. Yeah. Well, even I think without having that information. Yeah, I think like just the just this gift that he gave him, he hasn't asked for anything. He didn't send mm-hmm. her there with an ulterior motive of like mm-hmm. you know trying to get his job back or there was like nothing like that. It was just like 
here is something I know that you will ben- that will benefit you and will help to mm-hmm. encourage you to continue on this journey. Like I don't want you. Basically, what he was sent, the message he sent to him through her was, I don't want you to go backwards just because things didn't work out with us. Like keep going. And also, the fish has a band aid. Yeah, it's just really cute. <laughs> because you know you get hurt, but you you heal and you go on, which which happened to him when he went downstairs and got his foot like. Yeah. And then him asking her, like a complete stranger, to take to take him to Mork, like is a huge indication of like how much he's already like missing him and wanting him to be there because that is like way out of his comfort zone. And how much he trusts him. Yeah. Because he decided that if Mark trusts this person to come to him, like he can trust her as well because he trusts Mark already. That's right, you know, and and he, I guess, knows that he wouldn't send somebody there that he wouldn't be safe with or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I just, oh, when you saw that he had blindfolded himself, I'm like, of course he did. I'm so in love with this boy right now. Me too. I'm like, I'm, oh, my God, I'm falling. I'm in love with him already. What? I don't know how this happened. I'm, I really am. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I'm like, it's Kang all over again for me. Um. Yeah, I I mean, like, once again, I know we're meant to sympathize and we're meant to, like, fall in love with Day, but I'm just, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, see, Jimmy just stole me. Um, Yeah, I just seriously... No, I don't boy. know. I mean, we don't know him yet. We know so much more about Mark than we do about Day because now he's a closed book. Yeah, that's so true. We are getting, really to, see, we are getting to see a lot more of, of, of Mork for sure. But, yeah, I'm like, just, we like, see. We see him in this voyeuristic way where we see things that we shouldn't really see and we know things about him because, you know, he has but he has no control over this. Like, he did not open up. He did not. He's trying to hide everything about himself. We'll, we will need some time to fall in love with him, I feel like. Yeah. I think the... I mean, I got a little bit closer towards the end of this episode like yeah it's I'm definitely getting more endeared today through this but um I just I I think the reason why I fell in love with Morg was because like he's lost the job already what he's doing here is pointless he's not trying to get his job back or anything so what he's doing here is purely and simply because he cares enough to want to try and understand yeah so he doesn't make the same mistake again so he's not ignorant so you know, like he doesn't lose someone who else in the future that's important to him or like whatever. It's just, it's the sweetest fucking thing ever. And it's like, it's so kind not, and it's so yeah, selfless. And it's not even angry at him for firing him or for no. whatever. Yeah, the first thing he does is apologize because he's like, I'm, I was so wrong. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, and I, I just, yeah, I know. And then the thing that got me though about this scene was it's like a seriously beautiful moment. I like had a little tear in my eye because I was so impressed with Morg's character here. And he's wearing a fucking t-shirt that says fart proudly on it with the words with a bunch of stuff written on it and then underneath stand behind me. <laughs> and I like I every time I like was getting it was getting kind of serious and cute, I like I would lose it because I would focus on the t-shirt and just start laughing again. Um, <laughs> And I don't know what it is. I keep paying attention to the t-shirts. I was really trying to read what she had on her t-shirt. She had a bunch of, like, writing on her t-shirt. And there were lines. I noticed, like, 
<laughs> you know, her T-shirt that I noticed was in the bathroom scene when she finds the sister and I noticed she was wearing a Beatles, the Beatles T-shirt. was kind of like feels weird saying that I noticed that in that scene. And I, I was trying to read what was written on her T-shirt when she came today as well, but I just, I couldn't focus, I guess. Yeah, well, I was trying to read it too, and I, I got enough of it to know it's a quote from something, and it was bugging me because I can't work out what it is. And, of course, when you pause on YouTube, like, half the page disappears with crap. So I'm like, <laughs> I may never – I'm, I'm going to have to check and try and take a screenshot of it later because it's going to bug me because I'm like, oh, I know that. What is it? Um, but, yeah. It's and like then the, the, let's that see their eyes. Like, you know, you have to get naked for me to forgive you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then he doesn't really want that to happen. I mean, what yeah, would she lose if that happened? Like, I love how she, I love how Morg's like, really? That's all I have to do? And like, he's like totally willing. He's like, so stand up. I'll do this. And after just saying like, this is the market I come to every day, he's like, yeah, I'll just get naked in front of everyone. It's not a big deal. Uh-huh. It's not like I'm ever gonna see them every other day. Um, but yeah, and already see sort and then, of proprietary and like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He uh, like let's say their eyes. Yeah, you care about their eyes. <laughs> and, then, and then he's enjoying himself on the bike, which is really nice. I and I love he's how we got the, the little acknowledgement that um, uh, uh, Mork recognized that he was taking a selfie. Like he he recognized like what he was doing because of the what mm-hmm. he saw the counselor do it. Um, yeah. And I I have to say. There's two things about this fish scene, like the beginning of this fish scene. The first thing was, Morella, the fish was named Day. <laughs> of course it's Little Day. Of course his name is Little Day. You were talking the about like, he's just like staring at himself in this fish tank and it's like literally his <laughs> name was Day. So he really was like staring at himself. And I was just like, wow, okay, do you feel really <laughs> clever right now? Um, I mean, it's kind of on the nose though. I don't know. <laughs> I know I think it like I think it's in a line with what you were saying so I think it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. um but the thing that really and it's interesting me... that is is it true that night bought him the fish if it is that's that's interesting yeah the I don't know I don't know what I think about night like some things that he does I don't like them I really it makes me get angry with him but yeah. something i can't really read i feel like i need more background information to understand what where he's coming from i feel like something is missing and i need that information in, or, in order to make up my mind about him yeah hopefully we'll get that i feel like it will i, I really do feel like it's all going to be tied up in what happened to today but um yeah. the 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 bit where like when she comes to see him and that he's like he he's a really good big brother there um and so the fish thing, it's interesting to see the as way well. He leaves, there he, she looks at him and he understands that they like they need some privacy and he leaves. Yeah. The it's interesting to me as well as to where like if Knight gave him the fish, when did he give him the fish? Was it pre-injury or post-injury? Because I feel like that's important as well. Um because he gave him the fish and he said he never wanted the fish, but did he did stare at the fish, like he used his ten seconds to look at that fish. Yeah. He um, does care about that fish. Yeah, of course he does. It's like the bicycle. No, I'm just like <laughs> if people if people haven't listened the motorcycle, if the big bike, if people haven't listened to our dangerous oh. romance podcast, that won't make any sense. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah. yeah and it's just like the, there's one thing that happened in this scene that like it kind of ruined it for me because I'm like that fish is gonna die now <laughs> because this is not how you introduce a fish to a new aquarium <laughs> You're meant to put it in the bag in the water so that the water temperature goes, uh, like, acclimatizes itself so that it evens out. Otherwise, Uh you know, if the water's Uh too cold or something, the fish will die from shock. So, anyway, that bothered me. I was like, what are they doing? (laughs) But Um, it's Big Mark. That fish will survive. It's good. He can take it. He will survive. He's from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> yeah, he can do it. He's been the, through worse. He's, he's from the wrong side of the pond, rather. Um, yeah, I do love, I do, I did like the big mork little day thing. And oh my mm. God, I loved this filming, like using the fish tank as the filter. I, yeah. It was very pretty and I love how soft it made everything. And seriously, I was like, dying when because we we know that we know that mork has been like staring at him at like any opportunity right unheeded you know not having to worry about being caught and everything and then like the one time day like seriously does it and he totally gets (laughs) and the way he looked away so guiltily like it's so it's like yeah i i wanted to um i just wanted to tease him a lot (laughs) Yeah, but you see, Mark saw it and he pretended he didn't see it because I think he sensed how that meant something and he wasn't, like, no one was ready to start that conversation at that moment. But then, then, like, only, like, what, less than a minute later or something, he says, like, no no loneliness little day. And then when he, you know, like, day looks at him and he catches him again and he's got this big on his face. Like, so it's like, he he doesn't acknowledge it the first time, but then he's like, oh, you know what? Actually, I I think I wanna I wanna go back for some more and like. It's well, just- you know, he does he says stuff indirectly, like he just as in the previous, like I don't remember which part that was when he said something like it must be lonely to be alone. Like he meant day, not little day, and yeah, yeah. this again here. Oh yeah, but I'm just like it's like it's like he was already waiting for him to like to catch him staring. Like, I just, <laughs> he's just like, yeah. He's like, if you look at, it, it was almost like he was like, if you look at me again, this time I've got you kind of thing. Um, I just thought it was really cute. <laughs> I feel like it was easier to do the, through it, to do it. Like, it's not the same doing it through the tank and no, the way he did safer. it. It was more, yeah, it, it was more like, I don't know. Not sincere, but it was kind of I don't know. I'm, I'm going to use weird words for to describe staring. It was like raw, like my my brain doesn't English right now. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's safer. It's safer. It's it's um kind of muted through the tank. It's like there's a world between them, and the tank is between them. And then when he looks directly at him, there's nothing. Like it's just honest interest and there's no way like no 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 way to hide it yeah i guess the thing is is with the tank between them as well you can always like use the excuse that you're watching the fish yeah. or you or whatever yeah. even though like it's very clear that they're looking at one another you have this thing between you that you can be oh no i was looking at this here you know like this piece of like grassy stuff <laughs> growing yeah. out the bottom it looks slimy perhaps we should clean the tank again like yeah it's yeah 
it's an excuse. It meant a lot. Yeah, when he looked at him directly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I just really liked it. I thought it was very cute. Well, now I cannot wait for the moment when he gets close to him to actually look at him like from that one finger distance. Yeah, especially if he does it right after he's had his his uh, drops in and everything. And then we have the trailer for next week, which looks like both cute and interesting and also a little bit harrowing. (laughs) Yeah. So basically just like the first two episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think I it's, it. I yeah, it. it's it's an interesting little roller coaster each week. I think so. Just with, as with Dangerous Romance, there was always something, you know, that kind of made you want to cry in every episode, even though even if the episode <laughs> was really happy and yeah, I will. I, I definitely felt something. that that way in this, mm-hmm. um, especially the bit where like Mork was, as I said, he was triggered. That upset me because he just. Jimmy just did such a good job of that scene. And then again, I almost cried a little bit about how like wonderful he is um, with the blindfold thing. I was just like, wow. I'm like, marry me. Yeah, I literally, my note literally said, I'm in love with him. Yeah. Here. Here it is. Like, one note, the one um, above it says he's trying to understand him better. And then after this, I'm in love with him. Yeah, mine said he's trying to understand him. And then I was like, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easy. Oh, you just have to be a good guy, like you know. <laughs> don't we always? Or, don't we all want a good person who or, wants to understand us better? Like, isn't this a dream? Yeah. Like someone I mean, putting so much effort into trying to understand us. Seriously, and I mean, I'm even easier because I'm not even that picky guy or girl. Any, just a nice person will do. For me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, someone send me a nice person who does nice things for people. This is really a really nice episode. That a lot of stuff made me feel a lot of emotions. Like mm. I'm, I don't know, all over the place. I really, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because my mom's watching it too. Like she watched the last week's episode, and then mm-hmm. she watched it. She said to me, "Is it good?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "We've started a new podcast on it." She's like, "Oh, okay." And then she said to me last night, "The new episode's today." Isn't it? I'm like, "No, mom, it's like Friday." She's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we have to wait one more day. Uh, and it's so, it's, it sounds weird, but it's last Twilight Day. Last time, so weird because we were so used to saying it's Dangerous Romance Day. Um, but yeah, it's twi- last Twilight. Last, last, last Twilight is it's a little bit more of a tongue twister. Last Twilight. Yeah. We, we can manage. We'll, we can do it. We'll work it out. Okay, we'll train. <laughs> Well, we've got like a few more episodes. We can we can get it out, but yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> we'll we'll learn how to say critical obsession and p- potential obsessions and save house crushes and everything. You can do it. Yeah. Please don't lose faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we look. Look, hang on. Sometimes we have trouble saying our own names. So. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I, I feel like you have more faith in us than I do. <laughs> Oh yes. Uh, seriously, we should we should actually be stockpiling all of the outtakes of us trying to introduce this podcast because I feel like we could have a really funny like someone could like make a song and make us rap trying to like get out our names. It's just a bunch of us trying to say our names and laughing basically. I have no idea why it's so funny, but it's it's funny every week. So. <laughs> all right. So. 
this is fun. At least for us. See you next time or hear you. No, we actually can't hear you and see you. You'll hear us next time for our next reaction to The Last Twilight. Maybe we'll have a critical discussion as well. We'll see how things go. Yeah, we, we definitely seem to be having a lot to say anyway. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll is, have a think about it. <laughs> yeah, this is not a reaction. This is clearly a critical reaction. Yeah, so, critical, I really actually like that we've had a morph. We're like, it's not quite a reaction. It's not quite a critical discussion. So it's a critical reaction. It should yeah. probably actually be a reaction discussion, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. We we do to like us. We do us. That's right. That's right. We we walk to the beat of our own drum. Exactly. <laughs> so bye bye then. All right. See you later next time.